0: How's it going, people? Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror Research Thirty. And tonight's another inter review. We have Jason Horton on here, the director of Craving, and I can't wait to get into this discussion, have some fun with him, and just to show you guys the whole, you know, Craving. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun time, guys. It's gonna be a fun time. I'll kick it off with you, Jason. How's it going?
1: Ah, it's going pretty good, man. Uh just uh, uh doing promotion on craving, um prepping my next movie hard place and uh nice. doing a bunch of documentaries in the meantime.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I do want to say this. I like what you did cuz I I don't I I connected on you with a poll on a po one of your posts. I think it was a horror to be group. Mm. And I love how responsive you are because I try to reach out to directors, producers, actors, actresses, especially when they're making a post about a movie that is either out or coming out. And I'm not, you don't always get a response. And I'm like, if you're trying to promote something, <laughs> you should kind of try to, I'm not saying you have to connect with everybody, but it's like you should promote it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 fully agree. I tell filmmakers all the time. I do a filmmaking YouTube channel and I give filmmaking advice. And so one of the things I always say, it's like you, you, you know especially on social media like interaction with your promotion is more important than the promotion itself yeah you know so it's like you really have to get out there and not just like you know thumbs up or ignore them you know now that said we also have to set you know certain boundaries you know Mm -hmm. sometimes people do ask a little too much you know yeah and and you know it's a balance of that but yeah and you know a lot of filmmakers uh you know kind of really hate that side of it you know the promotion and you know interaction and they feel a little disingenuous but you know once i actually started doing it on the regular like little by little you know i i I grew to like it like i actually i like that part of promotion that's awesome
0: and i mean it's word at the end of the day it's the old-fashioned word the mouth which never died and should never die because it's like you you know how you're saying some people don't like doing the promotion or whatever the case may be yeah if they even feel like they're they're selling themselves it's more to me i'm looking at it like okay but when we see something new come out on tv like a new restaurant that's opening in your neighborhood or a new sandwich that's at wendy's oh shoot we gotta go get that because you it's been promoted it's in your eyesight they show the commercial a thousand times yeah and it's like but when your stuff comes out and people are like oh man i wish my movie was up here but it's like Well, what are you doing to get it there besides making it and maybe telling your friend? It's like, promote it. And then when you can go on podcast, there's more promotion. (laughs) There's there's way there's again, the word of mouth, which is kind of a word of mouth in a sense. It's just virtual and out to more people.
1: Yeah, no, totally. You know, I I think and and I know when I started, I had this, you know, like as a filmmaker, you know, you want to make films. You want to be an artist. You don't want to be the salesman. You don't want to be the face. But, you know, and, and, you know, it's kind of an old school thinking, you know, or a large studio level thinking, you know, when you do have money for a promotion team and stuff like that, it changes that whole dynamic. But on an independent level, you know, and we're seeing more people make independent films now than we ever have in Mm -hmm. history. There's so many people making movies and, you know, 90% of us don't have money to pay to have someone promote. You know, so who else is going to do it? You kind of you have to learn it, and you have to execute it, or you know your your movie's most likely not going to make any money. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and then it's hard to make another movie. <laughs> yep.
0: Now, have you are you into the whole? Which I do enjoy watching these films. But are you into like the fan film craze as far as making your own fan films or not so much?
1: Nah, so this is my my thing on it. I have nothing against anyone who does it. You know, like, you know, if that's your thing, that's what you want to do. That's, that's great uh, mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, this might sound a little, uh, I don't know, overly pragmatic. But, you know, making a film is such an endeavor. Like, it's so hard to do, you know, and it's so hard to, to finish it and have it turn out good. Like, I can't imagine putting that much effort into something that I didn't really have a chance to monetize. You know, And I, I know that sounds a little just like money focused, but, you know, at the end of the day, to make more movies, they have to make money. And I know there are ways to profit off fan films, but I just, I I, I personally don't see it. And as an artist, I do want to do something, you know, of my own. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: See, so, yeah, and I get that. I'm not mad. I, I mean, again, like I said, I'm a fan of fan films. I know Chris mm-hmm. is as well, but I'm also a fan. I'm just a fan of the indie scene in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: like I said, I don't whole, have nothing against it, and I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've watched some that I enjoy. Has just, I'm just saying, like as a filmmaker, it's not something. Yeah. It's I would not,
0: your, not your, not your, not Which is no, that's cool though. That's cool though. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has like their own things, and I was just wondering if you were a filmmaker that maybe even started in that just to. Because I know there's some that'll do it just to kind of get the eyes on them. Like, look.
1: Yeah, made this the
0: Thirteenth fan film or whatever the case may be, but then I have all this original content.
1: But totally. Yeah, for I have you friends, all- Yeah, I have some friends that are doing that right now, actually. Nice. And uh, no, for for me, um, you know, I started, you know, I started uh, a little over twenty years ago now, and uh, you know, I, you know, it was right when the Panasonic DVX one hundred. It was the first prosumer like video camera to be able to shoot at twenty four frames a second. And it was affordable, like it was like less than two thousand dollars, I think, at the time. And uh, so, anyway, I just graduated college. Um, one of my best friends had picked one of those up, and we were like, "And I was, you know, I was in film school. And I was like, let's just shoot a movie." It was right around twenty-eight days later, time and all that. We we're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, let's just let's just do it." And you know, we went out and made a horror movie for you know, I think it was about four grand was our budget, and you know, that was my first movie, uh, Rise of the Undead nice yeah that's awesome yeah yeah, it is. yeah. And, and we did not know what we were doing we just went out and did it like uh, you know looking back on it and I, you know i'll be you know straight blunt about it it's not a great movie <laughs> but any stretch of the imagination you know and you know if many you know years later you know i'm looking back on it and i'm like why doesn't this work why doesn't it work you know and uh it, honestly the biggest thing was the script like you know I, I didn't really take writing very seriously I didn't consider myself to be a writer just me and my buddy that were making the movie we just like mm. you know wrote out this like I guess you could call it a script on in like you know Microsoft Word or something like that mm. and it, I think it was like 40 pages long you know we ended up straight the movie ended up being like 75 minutes I think but anyway it was a short script and that was it but but then after that like I took the screenwriting real seriously. So I started, you know, I read all the books on it. I started reading screenplays and like for the next four or five years, like I just hmm. I wrote, 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 you know, that's yeah, nice.
0: That's interesting. How many movies have you done so far?
1: Um, a lot. So I've, I've directed, <laughs> uh, like 24, I okay. think something like that. 23, 24. Um, I've, uh, produced close to 70 at this point oh, wow Amazing. and then uh, awesome. and a, lo- a lot of those are in the last four years are documentaries you know but prior to that it was all narratives
0: are you into acting at all do you want do you act at all or
1: uh, eh, a little bit um not I, I don't really take it seriously anymore in college uh that was something i you know I always just wanted to be a director and writer but I was taking acting classes uh to be a better director and I kind of got into it and, and I consider myself to be, you know, fairly uh, comfortable in front of the camera. But mm. I, but I don't have any aspiration to take it. Like you know, I don't put myself in my movies uh, unless like there's, you know, we can't afford <laughs> an actor to play yeah. this part. Like I might do something, but it's like uh-oh. uh oh, yeah. Or you know, we're in a scene we didn't get enough background people. Like I might be in the background. Like, okay. like That I've been zombies, I've been monsters. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not super into it though.
0: Okay. That's in. I like, I like that answer though. I like that answer. Cause I, I, I'm just thinking of someone for myself, if I was on that, I would definitely want to be in front of the camera, <laughs> but also, yeah. I mean, but also the, the behind the camera stuff, just to learn that stuff and be able to do that is also has to be
1: also Oh yeah. Well, and the thing about the, so I, I mentioned, I started doing a YouTube channel for filmmakers. So I was doing a lot of these, you know, three to like 10 minute, instructional videos and basically Mm -hmm. me and a camera and doing that for about four years like i i actually really i got to the point where you know i'd like to say it was just about oh i'm just trying to help people but at a certain point it was like the attention and the and the way my subscriber base was growing so fast and like that stuff was really cool but At the end of the day, though, it taught me to be really a lot more comfortable on camera. I think the last two crowdfunding campaigns that I ran that did real well, like I I put a lot of that on, you know, doing that channel, you know, and getting better at, you know, talking to people live and better at doing interviews and better at, you know, doing, you know, scripted stuff into the camera, stuff like that.
0: See, now you, you mentioned that you do that, you did the, uh, helping filmmakers on youtube and do you still currently do it
1: um so i am not making uh new videos any longer so i did it for four years i have about 300 videos and i i pretty much to be honest i feel like i've said pretty much all i have to say on the subject at least for now and Mm -hmm. uh, i was starting to put up documentary stuff on that same channel and it was just outperforming my filmmaking stuff by like a seven to one. So eventually I have kind of transitioned the channel back into documentary content and, uh, you know, filming more like the films as opposed to the filmmaking. I mean, the filmmaking videos are still there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they still get a lot of views, but they're not, uh, not, I don't make new ones. And I, and one thing I really did like doing, I, I did interviews as well. And I found that like, it was cool. Um, but it was a great networking tool. Like, you know, I mean, I've talked, I met distributors and, you know, aggregators, and, you know, that's how I first hooked up with uh, Film Hub and started putting out movies through them, you know, so, like, that that was a really cool aspect of it.
0: No, that's right. a, that is that is awesome, and that is very true with interviews and all this other, the, the networking portion of it is fun. It's fun, it's cool, and, like, so what we'll do on here is he had, you know, this is my show and then he has his own show. So for interviews, he's been doing that as well and having other conversations, which I just think is an awesome thing. And the other podcasts that we're connected with and cool with, well, hey, we had this great guest on here. You guys should check him out if you want him on your show. Here's how you can get a hold of him and all that or her. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things like I, that I do love about technology is we get to sit down and do this. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. But yeah, the down, but then you have those technical difficulties. That's the thing <laughs> that sucks about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At any moment, technology can just be like, you know what? I don't want you guys talking to each other tonight, so we're just gonna screw it up for the night. <laughs> 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 All right, technology. Now I'm going to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I, when I was doing, I, I was doing a monthly live stream when I was doing the YouTube channel, or you know, like twice a month, something like that. And uh, when I first moved to Georgia, I was doing my first one and, you know, I, my desktop computer went out, I ended up having to do it on my laptop and oh, no. uh, the internet kept coming in and out. It was like, like the second or third one I'd ever done. So I was super nervous about it. Like, and I was very, when I was first started, like, I didn't necessarily look it, but I was super nervous. <laughs> like, I, I was ve- like, I, I mean, I get butterflies and I like I could I could hear my voice quivering, mm-hmm. you know, I would like it freak me out. But yeah, that one almost I, I don't think I tried it again for a couple of months after that one. It kind of gunshied me for a while. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, and me, I just once I started, I just dove right in, especially when I started doing the live. Like, I just got to do it.
1: Yeah. With yeah. The, yeah.
0: Comments real quick. James, what's hey, up, what's Eric? Up? How's it going, How doing, man? Eric? Jason, what up, name is Mr. Taylor? And then Eric, he was saying he was he missed out on backing. Oh,
1: Hatooby. the Indiegogo. Oh, man, I appreciate that. And then I just threw
0: these out there for the people your YouTube channel, and you guys can go watch Craving on Tubi after this yeah. episode, though. It was, and, yeah, oh, Phil. What's <laughs> good, Phil? Hey there, our fans. What were you saying, though, Chris? I I had a I good time with this one. I didn't mean to cut you off. Now you're good. <laughs> you, you, you've got a fan in me, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I really I really appreciate it because you know every single movie you do when it comes out, you're just like or at least. I won't say everybody's every filmmaker's like this but i'm like this i'm very self-critical and i'm very like um you know i have a bit of imposter syndrome like i've done it forever you know like it Mm -hmm. it is my career i make money on it i you know it's how i make my living but every single one i feel like oh man they just know i'm a fraud like you know like this this is no good this is bullshit like no matter how i feel about it prior to releasing it almost every single movie when it releases i'm like uh, uh. but you know it, it it doesn't necessarily you know reflect the movie it's just you know it's just my you know personal thing so mm-hmm. on the and, and when you do a low budget movie like this you know you know there's going to be a large section of the audience that just doesn't dig these you know like they're out there looking for scream six and they might stumble across your poster and like oh this is oh this is garbage you know, or you'll get the, you know, and just not every not everyone's gonna like everything for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, when uh, the response for this movie, um, out of probably everything, anything I've ever done, has been pretty like. Across the board, pretty good. I mean, there, are, there. Are, of course, there are a few people that really don't like it. We just got a really bad review. Uh, I forget the uh, the site, uh, High on Films or something. So, like, not everybody loves it, but but most, like, all the critic reviews, most of them are good. You know, like if you go down the the Amazon, you know, user reviews. And granted, probably about ten of those are from cast and crew, but you know, the the other seventy or so, there, it's. I think it's still rated like a four on there. And then on IMDb, I expected it to be like around two or three because, you know, when most low budgets come out, after it hits IMDb and starts getting pirated, the pirate sites start coming on there and review bombing them. Mm -hmm. So, like, I expected really low, and I think we're still over five, five or six or something like that, which, you know, Mm -hmm. doesn't sound great compared to The Godfather, but, you know, a six for a $100,000 movie, that's not bad. Not Uh, at all. Not at all. Yeah.
0: Champion. Love it. I love it yeah. now how did you come up with the story for that one
1: uh craving uh okay yeah it's a it's an old script um you know, like i said i was talking earlier how i and early on i was writing all those scripts like back to back, mm-hmm. to back, to back. this was one of them um okay. uh probably around 2009 or 10 something like that um and it was initially I was super, super, super into uh, uh, Tarantino and from Dust Till Dawn, you know, or the Robert Rodriguez one. And Mm -hmm. I really, really liked, you know, how it was, you know, a crime movie and then it flipped into a horror movie and they did a a couple of sequels. I was just really into that whole thing. Like, I I really like when you take, uh, like, people that are living outside of society and, you know, they're badasses and then you put them into a situation. Was something that's even more badass, but yet they can't rely on the safeguards of the society that they're, you know, trying to stay outside of. So like, you know, like cops mm. can't help them, nothing like that. They they have to deal with these situations on their own. So like that was, I knew I wanted to do like something like that, you know. So like the crime, you know, monster, you know, mix-up deal. Yeah. So that was their that was their original uh, inspiration. And then uh, a couple of years later, I was living in uh, Louisiana. I was uh, working offshore right before I went to college, and I was in this little town uh, in the down the Bayou in Lafouche Parish, Louisiana. And uh, there was this local bar there that's a lot like the bar in the movie, you know. <laughs> and you would just you would, people would come, and it was like it was kind of an outlaw town. Like like people that were living there around there, a lot of them were you know not from there they were coming from other places they'd ran away they're run from the law whatever they were working for cash under the table to you know work offshore and stuff like that so you would see some crazy stuff in there and uh, that's kind of where i started fleshing it out oh nice nice
0: yeah. yeah it was oh go ahead no 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 i'm just computing 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 <laughs> it, it was an interesting take like how you had the addiction the addiction thing
1: yeah, yeah. Like mixed
0: in with it and then
1: yeah another hearing
0: about a monster a monster you don't see the monster until later yeah in the movie And i was like oh okay i see what they're doing now i get it
1: yeah like the the addiction thing came from so i have a lot of uh, addiction history in my family mm-hmm. um not necessarily with myself but you know i has uh many close relatives that and and good friends that i had a friend tied heroin and uh, a little after college and uh so it's always been something that uh sticks with me and one thing that you know like, like addictions like but it's what uh one of my uh, uh the the friend that passed away say said addiction's a monster he mm-hmm. used to say that and and it just like that phrase always stuck with me you know and you know like this movie um, initially, I, I, don't, I think I started with them being just like like bank robbers or something. You know, I don't even think it was addiction if I if I remember right. And I, at some point, I had kind of put those two things together, and the uh, and then the mother son relationship became even more important to me after my mom passed, like yeah. a few years before the movie.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow! So you really dug and like tied personal things into this, and then just kind of
1: yeah you know in my in my writing journey like that that was something that clicked uh it was about four or five movies in i made a movie called uh monsters in the woods and uh it was like it was the first time where i really like started like really drawing on personal stuff you know like stuff that had either happened to me or you know like trying to express how like not just tell this cool story, but express how I was feeling, you know? And at the time I was this, you know, kind of angry punk rock person. So it's kind of this angry punk rock movie, you know? And I was real mad at the film industry at the time. Like I was trying to, I I had done my first two movies. They're both horror movies, uh, got them distributed right away. You know, I was like, Oh, great. So then I did this little like, uh, kind of thriller movie, like a kidnapping thing. And I, I thought it was better, a lot better than the other two movies, but I could mm-hmm. not get a distributor to put it out. And one of the distributors even uh, suggested, he's like, well, you know, maybe if you cut a monster into it, like, we, you know, we could we could sell this. And, and I was I was I, and <laughs> I, I was so desperate at the time. I actually thought about it for a minute and i started like you know like how would i cut this in and that actually became the story for Monsters in the Woods i didn't i didn't do it of course but then i decided i was going to tell a movie about a filmmaker that had made a be like his masterpiece but couldn't sell it and then the the studio made him go back and shoot monster scenes to put into his movie so while the crew is shooting these monster scenes they're attacked by real monsters and like that was wow. Monsters in the Woods wow yeah okay let's
0: see ted that's from earlier he said uh his wife didn't see dusk till three days ago she loved it for that reason how it starts off
1: yeah it's like yeah, crazy
0: yeah. as a vamp film and, yeah and
1: i i, I liked that I, I like the sequels definitely aren't as good but but i but i like them both for like different reasons i think was three the one with the in the old west i gotta try train-
0: i haven't seen it so i couldn't I even remember tell anyway
1: uh, one of them was better than the other but but yeah. i like them both but uh one thing that really struck me in the sequels is they're both really mean-spirited mm. you know and it, like at the time that was like my cup of tea i was angry and you know mm-hmm. I, now as a filmmaker like you know i don't necessarily like mean spirit. you know i like i like i like blood and i like gore and i want to see some real suspense but I don't necessarily like mean-spirited things. Yeah, you know? like like even craving. There's people doing like horrendous things. But like even the addicts, they're all coming from places of you know, uh, uh, you know, of you know love and attachment for each other, the family thing. You know, and it's there's a lot of pathos in it. And it's not just you know I'm an asshole. I'm gonna hurt this person. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know?
0: And then Jed also said he's gonna write down the name of yeah. your film and watch it with his wife. Awesome. Which I did. Um, I did drop it, drop the link in this chat, and or on this live chat, whatever you want to call this thing. And I pinned it to the top, so it's on Tubi as well. So, for easy for you guys to go check that out, easy for you guys to check that out, and it's definitely worth it. I don't even want to spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it, (laughs) guys, just so you can go check it out. And let us know how you feel. But this. I enjoyed the twists i enjoyed the element of the monster and the addiction thing i enjoyed the whole uh, creature coming out and yeah you guys definitely definitely check this one out i i enjoy <laughs> so much about this thing
1: thank you I, I have to give a shout out to robert Bravo that designed uh the monster like this movie could not have happened without this dude out of you know it takes a village and everybody is like essential you can't you know you can't make it without any one of them but if i really had to single out a person like that that guy you know like he's he's doing you know work on this movie that's you know should have been on a movie two or three times it's budget you know mm-hmm. you know and and he's so like he's one of them dudes he's so dedicated like he'll like if if you don't like force him to eat or take a break like like he won't he will just like for weeks he'll just be like you know like he'll he'll he would literally run himself into the ground you know if, if you'd let him mm-hmm. yeah but just a just a great guy see that's awesome
0: that's good though that's good yeah.
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah and he's really talented like the you know the cool thing about him he's i've been working with him for i don't know i guess over a decade now and uh he started out, he wanted to be an effects guy, but he didn't really, you know, he didn't know it yet. He was still learning all the stuff. So he came on and started like, he started out as a producer and then, you know, kind of transitioned back into special effects. And, you know, at at a certain point he was like, when he was just like, and he was pretty good. He was learning all this stuff, like kind of on his own. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop everything I'm doing, the work that I'm getting, and I'm just going to go learn for like, I don't know, it was like a year or two, and then jump back into it, you know, and and it's and now like, you know, to, you know mm-hmm. it's a whole, a whole different level of, uh, of effects now. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. How's yeah. it going,
0: Mick? Yeah, I like that too. I like that too, because it was like, it was something he really, really wanted to do and was like, okay, you know what? Let me pause on this really quick. Let me just learn. Let me just yeah. learn it.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And then come back to it yeah and and he he really did like he designed the the creature like i didn't i actually i honestly didn't give him a ton of direction with the monster you know and, and i'll say this for other indie filmmakers too when you're making a movie super low budget and you're getting you know a, a, a d whether it's a dp or a uh, you know special effects guy that's working on a higher level and it's like you know basically you know Mm-hmm. doing this huge solid you like you have to give that person some room you know like i you know i was i couldn't go in there and dictate like and he probably would have let me but i couldn't have been like it's going to be exactly this you know yeah. like, and, and that's kind of low budget filmmaking in general you know like if you're making something for less you know so, you have a grander vision than what you have money for at the end of the day your thing is going to come out how it's going to come out there's certain things that you're just not going to be able to, you know, get into this, like, you know, your vision bubble. Mm. So like, you kind of, you have to independent filmmaking is rolling with the punches, you know, like, location falls out. Okay. Well, this can't take place in a, in a, you uh, know in, in, in a warehouse anymore. Now this has to take place in a backyard, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to make that work or, you know, even on craving So, we ended up spending quite a bit of money uh, on our bar location. That was our main thing, um, the interior. And then, you know, we were supposed to be, you know, secure a, a bar location somewhere for the exteriors. And to quite honestly, we just ran out of money, like we couldn't afford uh, the location anymore. And all the exteriors in the movie are in this like smallish backyard. In uh, Chatsworth, California, (laughs) you know, and 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 you know, and it it worked out fine. But you know, like I would have liked to have had these like, you know, wider Mm -hmm. shots and establishing shots to you know show more of the outside of the bar and the people in relation where they are. But I I couldn't have that, so I had to, you know. just throw out this like mental shot list I had in my head, you know, I had all these, you know, big sweeping, you know, like jib shots or drone shots and, you know, I'm like, well, okay, we can't really do that in this backyard without showing that it's a house. (laughs) You know, so it it becomes this, you know, tighter, you know, Mm -hmm. thing, and it worked okay for the movie, but you know, it's, it's one of those things I would have liked to have done it the other way, but it was either do it like this and make that compromise or don't make the movie. You know, so yeah. like, it's rolling with the punches, compromises.
0: You know? Does that happen often? As yeah. As far as like, just, I mean, not, maybe not even always financial. Just something happen, happens to where it's like, okay, we have to change this. I don't mean necessarily mean a location. But we have to change this about the film because this happened and it's not going to work right because this didn't fall into place for whatever reason.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, it, like, I've had it. I've had it happen probably probably half a dozen times out of the, you know, 25 movies, mm-hmm. something major. You know, like I had, we, uh, so we were shooting Monsters in the Woods, and we did uh, the whole first scene uh, sequence, which uh, also involved nudity. And in a low-budget movie, like, you know, we're paying the actors, but, like, the people that get paid the most are the people that are doing nudity. So that stuff was that was more expensive so we shot that day did did the whole thing and then we had uh trouble with uh one of the actors uh not one of the nude actors but another actor and had to fire him and you know and on a low budget movie like people just don't understand like you know you might have somewhere between six and ten days to shoot an entire feature film Mm. you know so you know if one day goes wrong that's over ten percent of your movie you know what I mean mm-hmm. So like if you're shooting like a studio movie you got 30 90 days they lose a day yeah it sucks but it's not like not necessarily kills it but like on mm-hmm. a on a six or seven day shoot you lose a day that can kill you so like yeah I had a whole like monsters in the woods was originally supposed to be shot the first act was supposed to be like kind of found footage from the behind the scenes uh camera crew and then the second act was more like, you know, jibs and, you know, like sweeping shots. And then it got a little more handheld in the third act. But because of this day thing, you know, the whole second act uh, shooting style had to pretty much be scrapped because we no right. longer had the time to lay the tracks and do the thing. So it, it, the whole the whole second and third act became handheldish, you right. know. So it was something and I had to make that work on a... Uh, Edges of Darkness um, it was, uh, it was uh, my second movie um, and uh, it was originally going to be an anthology um just uh three different horror stories set against the backdrop of a zombie apocalypse so like i was doing the first story which was about a couple of vampires that were starving because the zombies were eating all the people and then uh uh blankade was doing this uh like killer computer story and then um we had a third director that was doing this uh I, i honestly i don't even remember what her story was supposed to be um and we got about less than two weeks from production and the third director drops out so the producer is like well can you write another story real quick and so I directed the first and third stories and then one day before production the producer comes to me and he's like yeah I just heard that like anthologies aren't selling well right now is there any way we can make this meld all together so like in one day I like restructuring the things so they can (laughs) all like meld together and, uh, and oh, so it became a totally different thing, you know? Um, and, uh, that's, you know, so yeah, totally, totally different. <laughs> wow. See, that's and wrong, that, yeah, that,
0: that's crazy that, but what, what I like that you tell that you're telling this is for the people that are listening and maybe some inspiring content creators in general, just for them to know that you're going to run into some stuff <laughs> that's going to make you want to be like, all right, do I really want to do this? <laughs> Especially when it happens multiple times, and it's like something like, oh, my God, I just lost all of this. Do all I right, really right. want to do this? And you keep coming back for that? Yeah. Don't you. <laughs> That's your real test. That is your real test. It's not the views. It's not if people enjoy it. It's when stuff messes up and you really, I mean, it's one thing if you're, like, okay, it messed up. I'm going to take a break today. I'm going to take the rest of the week off. I'm not actually saying for film, because you can't do it for that. But just in general.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And then I'm going to come back to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, there there's there's some people that get, like, they're really set in their vision, and they want their thing to be flawless. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. I want my movie to be flawless, too. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where, especially if you're doing it, has a for a living there comes yeah. a point where you got to be like do i want to make this perfect or do i want to make it mm. you know you know or you know or make it perfect and not finish or or make it you know and yeah. and and a, a lot of times it comes down to i want to make it you know and for me um like i personally like I, like i love filmmaking so much i love the process of making movies like i am not saying that i don't care if it's good because because i do i want it to come out good i want my end result to be Mm -hmm. like enjoyable and i want people to like it and i want it to make money but at the end of the day the important thing for me is what was it like making it because that's your life you know our life is doing the thing you know it's it's you know the 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 ends are is a very you know, it's a like it's a short window and it's never what you think it's gonna be, even when it's great, you know. Mm. So for me, it's like you really I, I like I just love doing it. Mm.
0: That's awesome. yeah, it is. It, and I mean if you enjoy it, if you love it, that's a that's a reason right there to do it. That yeah, is a yeah, reason yeah. right there to do it.
1: And, you know, people on these things all the time, they ask you, do you have advice for young filmmakers or people trying to get into it? And I'll, I'll do that one right now. My, my advice is if you don't really, really love it and not just love movies, you have to love the work you know like you have to love like if like if you're struggling to write or if you're struggling to you know you want to be a director and you're struggling to learn camera stuff or you don't want to learn promotion or whatever it is if any of those things are just like you know it to you like are going to make you going to be unpleasant and you know make it an, unha- an un an you know an unpleasant experience don't do it if you could do if there's anything else that you can do and take pleasure in You know, like, you know, there was a time when I was studying law in college. And, you know, sometimes I I do think I'm like, "Eh, I should have stuck in law school. You know, I I, don't get me wrong. I'm totally happy with where I am and everything. But but I tell people, if you can do something else, because filmmaking is tough and and it's like it's hard to make a living off of it unless you get lucky or you really, really bust your butt. And, you know, and there's some people out there that like especially, you know, this, uh, you know, these days where it's like, like, I don't want to do the work unless I'm being compensated uh, for the work. And and I'm not saying that to like, hey, work for free on movies or nothing like that. But I'm saying, has the filmmaker, has the director, producer, you know, has the the creator. If you're not willing to put in, you know, hours that go beyond what you're being paid, don't be a director producer because that's the gig.
0: I, that that's a different take, though, as far as you know, just advice for people that want to get into filmmaking or think they want to get into filmmaking. Because a lot of people, I haven't really heard anyone say until you, unless you know, because these are the things that come with it. Unless you can deal with this and be okay with this, and you might not always enjoy it, because there is going to be some tough times. But yeah, you know, yeah. you have to do this. Because it's, it's not just holding the camera. It's not just being on the other side of the camera and all these other things. There's a lot that goes into it. Like If you're not built for that, I'm not saying don't try it, but if you don't feel like you could do this and enjoy it, don't even get yourself into it.
1: Yeah. Like, and
0: especially with the whole... I mean, because if you want to make a career of it, that's tough. Making the money, that's tough. And, I mean, <laughs> it, it happens. You, just your regular 9-to-5 jobs, you run into issues, you're just like, oh my god, I can't stand this, but first this is different because it's like this
1: is something i want to get into i want to create this right. well sort of- and, there, and there's different levels of getting into it you yeah. know so like some like i have i have friends that um consider themselves to be like you know like amateur slash professionals like they like they do they have day jobs you know mm-hmm. they do something totally different and once or twice a year they you know put together a little money and make a movie you know, and, or, you know, a couple a year or whatever, or one every yeah. year, one every other year, and, and are very happy doing that. They express themselves, the movies make a little bit of money, supplement their income a little bit, or they don't, um, but they're they're happy doing that, you know? So, like, you don't necessarily, like, like my advice goes to people that want to make your living as a director, yeah. producer, you know, that that's where that is. Like, because there are different, if you have no interest in, completely supporting yourself from it you know like if you know you just you just want to make movies and you have a day job and you can you know afford to drop some money into a movie uh, absolutely go for it and that's one of the coolest things about today is you know like a, like making movies has gotten like it's gotten cheap you know like like if, if you're you know if it's not a big you know you know yeah. spectacle thing you know you can you can get a the iphone and you know you can you can you can make a thing you right. know and put it on YouTube and, you know, whatever, you know, or, you know, upload it to film hub and actually get it on some real platforms and and people are, you know, and, and I think that's cool. It's, well, it's, it's cool. And it, you know, the, so it's cool that everybody can make a movie, but then it also kind of sucks that everybody can make a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've watched a few of those, so I know to me, (laughs) but no, I mean, but what is good what was cool about you saying what you were saying a couple minutes ago is again it's showing people like it's not all just this fun beautiful bells and whistles hey i got a movie done hey i got a movie out hey everybody wants to watch my movie it's like but there's stuff that comes before that a yeah. lot of work that comes before that and that's with content creation in general honestly or with anything in general that you really want to do and be good at and make a living off of like, it's, it's not going to, you're not going to start out up here and just be up here because yeah. you're a cool person. No, you're going to start from way down below to where people don't even see, don't even know you exist. And you kind of just slowly work your way up. And then yeah. as you're saying with the promotion stuff, that's how I found your stuff. Is because you promote it and yeah. you talk about it. I'm like, Oh shoot, another horror movie coming out indie horror movie. Let me reach out and see if you come on for an interview.
1: Totally. And, and for, for most of us, for, for most working, like, you know, for, making their living producer directors mm-hmm. we weren't doing it after our first movie you know like there's examples of people that did the first one and you know it was great but most of us like it takes a few yeah like you know i, th- I think i was on like probably m- movie six before i had fully transitioned out of you know any day work or anything you know like i, I was being hired by a company to direct a bunch of movies uh, around 2012 and that like that right around there was where like i just i never I, I haven't had a day job since you know and then after 2017 i never worked even as a freelancer anymore you know it's like just off the movies now but that's a cumulative thing yeah you know, like there's no one movie i've made that pays my bills every year you know it's a collection of these like you know 70 features that i've produced that i'm able to make a living off mm-hmm. of you know
0: but but again it's something that you say you and you enjoy <laughs> doing you obviously have a passion for it and that's important that's yeah. important because again like just the outside looking in of that kind of stuff especially in a younger mind i'll say they'll see the reality stuff or they'll see their favorite actor actress just Even at a younger age, they'll see the younger age actor act. Oh my God, I'm a huge fan. Blah blah blah. I want to do that, and they think it's just okay. Let me go to Hollywood, knock on the door. Hey, I want to be in this. It's like no, there's a (laughs) wall. There's so much more work to do to get to that point. Which yeah, yeah.
1: And and you know the thing about it is that at any point in that journey, you know you can get lucky. You know you can Mm -hmm. you can hit the lottery. You know at, at any of those steps. But like like me. I've never hit the lottery, but I, I am like, uh, like, so everything's pragmatic for me at this point. You know, it's like, I'm just, I'm making this thing. And if it, if it's received really well, and my next thing's like $10 million, that's great. But if I never get to that point, that's cool too. You know, like I, there was a time in my career where I, all I was doing was building towards, I want to do, you know, big movies, Yeah. You know, but it, it got, I got to a point where I was like, you know what I like, I really, I'm enjoying this. This is great. I'm not saying I wouldn't take a big movie, but it stopped being the it stopped being the goal. You know, and and, yeah. and I've found that I've been much happier in life since I was looking for this since I stopped looking for this external goal.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Which I mean, it, it makes plenty of sense too. Cause again, you said you love what you do. And then of course, if you got that big break or win the lottery, like you said, that's like the icing on the cake.
1: Yeah, icing yeah, exactly. on the
0: cake or whatever, but it's like I already I'm already loving what I do, which that there having a career of doing what you love that's amazing in itself, that's a win right there in itself to where you can make a living off of doing what you love, you, you don't have to be rich and famous but you're making a, an honest living Yep, a comfortable-ish living or whatever, however it is that's beautiful right there so definitely hats off to you for that because that's amazing and it's <laughs> it, it, that that right there is cool as hell. And again, people don't even know that. Really, it's like okay, yeah, this guy's a director, and that's what he does as his career. Like he, you know, he does these movies. And all, well, does is he? In, you know, what I mean, people. Are like, oh, is he in Hollywood? Oh yeah, he yeah. And, rich and, and, and famous. And I'm like, no, he's not rich and famous. He's happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know, like I, I was I was milling off uh, Blu-rays uh, uh, for craving a few months ago uh, for the Indiegogo, and uh, I, the. The clerk was asking me about it and I'm telling her and like, and she's like, oh yeah, what else have you done? And I'm telling her all these movies. And of course, she's never heard of any of them. You know, like, like if you walk into a supermarket and start, you know, like nobody is going to have heard of a lot of these movies, you know, mm-hmm. even, even diehard horror fans haven't heard of a lot of these movies, you know, but you know, there's, there's this, there, there, like, there's a market for this stuff. And, you know, like when I discovered the documentary mm-hmm. stuff like that, just like that blew my mind. Like, you know, cause I, I can, you know, I can make a couple of those a month, you know, and, and th- there's a, there's an audience for it. What, like I used to be like, nobody would want to watch something of a certain budget level or lower. But what I found, especially in documentaries is if you are giving the information that people want, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, the production quality almost doesn't matter at all you know it's like as long as they can hear it it's in focus like they're cool you know movies are a little less forgiving but but like in documentaries like you can really and has a technical filmmaker like like i'm honest like i'm kind of like a like a like a blues musician filmmaker i'm a little sloppy like i like i like you know, like, like in Craving, you'll see a lot of moments uh, where, you know, like the camera is finding its focus, you know, like it'll, it'll start soft on somebody and then come in. And some people say like, oh, that's a mistake. But like, I I like that kind of live, you know, like finding the thing, you know, and, and I take that into my editing. Like I don't necessarily edit, you know, like right on the, you know, right on the beat, right. Or staccato, like it's a little loose, you know, like that's, I'm, 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 I'm a sloppy filmmaker. It's the kind of filmmaking I respond to. Like, I like it, you know? So, like, that's how I make it.
0: And listen, you're making a living doing it. So nobody can really say anything to you about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm making a living off this, and I like it. I'm enjoying it. And that's that's something that I feel is super important as well. It's like, I enjoy this. I Not only do I enjoy creating this, but the way I create it, and I enjoy what I put out.
1: Well, and the, the a big thing for me too is like, I am my own boss, like, a, like a hundred percent. Like, I don't take, I like, I don't even take, well, like on bigger movies, like, I'm doing a hard place right now and we have investors, you know, mm-hmm. besides the Indiegogo, but I typically don't even take investors. Like, so like, I have, I have absolutely no one telling me anything. You know like like creatively like nothing like the buck stops with me and you know that sounds a little control freakish but but it's a it's a really nice feeling because like early in my career i was being you know hired to direct so yeah. i was always like you know i i didn't have saying casting sometimes you know or I, i'd be really adamant against some of the casting but you know i had to i had to do it or you yeah. know I, you know hey wait we have to we have to do this story this way, or we have to shoot this scene there. And I just have to be like, okay. <laughs> and, and, and do it the best I can, you know? But now I like, I, I do exactly what I want to do. See, and again, that
0: freedom right there, that's awesome. Right there alone. Like you said, you don't take on investors and all that because we all know what happens with the Hollywood where you know they, they get these good producers, directors, writers, and all this other stuff. And then, okay, let's, Okay, this is good. This is great, but let's sprinkle some Hollywood on it and make it like everything else.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that right there is awesome. That right there is awesome. I I like that. I like that because it's just you're be you get to express yourself. You get to right. be you without people saying, "Oh no, I don't like that. I don't want that." Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well leave. <laughs> this is my and, movie. <laughs> and I get to try different things. So, mm-hmm. like another thing that I really I like about my body of work is like even. You know we won't even forget about documentaries for a second just just in narratives you know i my first two movies were horror movies then i did a thriller then i did another horror movie then i did a romantic comedy then i did like a talking dog movie and then we did this like erotic thriller thing Ooh. um you know and i just like i've right. i've done all i've done church movies like uh, you know, like uh, like christian movies <laughs> i've uh, yeah, yeah and then i'm you know i'm not a religious man but i've, I've done the movies um you know, and, and then in documentaries, you know, I've, I've been all over, I've done documentaries about Bigfoot. I've done documentaries about cannabis. I've done documentaries about dog rescues. Mm -hmm. You know, I did one on anxiety. Uh, We're doing a diet documentary right now. And, you know, it's, it's just like, I, I like, as a, as a viewer, I like many, many different things. I have really broad tastes. Horror Mm -hmm. might be at the top of that, but I like other things too. And I like being able to make those things. You know, and if, and if I get a bug up my butt to, to go do a musical, I could go try a musical. You know? I, I, I'm not, but <laughs> if I wanted to, I could.
0: Oh, wow. You're just all over the place. I like that, though. And I, I like how you said, you know, horror is up top, same with me, but you like all different kinds of things. So it's like, why not? I'm a film creator, and I can do these documentaries. Why not do it in other avenues that I am have interest in? Yeah. Yes, horror may still be the baby, the bread and butter, whatever you want to call it, the top thing, but... I enjoy everything else that I have lined up under it, and I might as well do everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Question for you,
1: Bigfoot dot. What's the Bigfoot dot? Is uh, it on your YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I've done a few. Um, the biggest one is probably uh, "Don't Call Me Bigfoot." Uh, there's a part one and part two. Part two just came out. Um, my favorite though is a documentary called "The Town That Loved Bigfoot." Um uh I actually I produced and edited that one. Uh, Brandon Mahan directed it, but it's 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 really cute. Um it's a good documentary. And then uh we just released one called uh, Dogman Tales uh, about six months ago and that's done really well.
0: Let's see, I'm gonna have to check those out. Go check out his YouTube channel, people by the way. Yeah, yeah. If you go to
1: my if you go to my YouTube channel and go down to documentaries, like they're 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 pretty much all there. Nice, nice.
0: What do you have? Uh, what do you have coming up? I know you said you have a movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, we just uh, we just finished a uh, a crowdfunder. hub oh, gosh, guys, about six months ago now. Um, we raised 000, uh, nice. for a hundred thousand dollars for Hard Place, and then we've raised some money outside of that. Uh, we we're actually supposed to be shooting in November, but we've had some delays because of the strike. Um, so, we're looking at like now, maybe March uh, next year, shooting it. But it's a, I know, I'm, I'm, and I'm somebody, I usually make movies really fast. Like, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, like it's usually done within six months. And uh, this one and Craving both were like year long processes, but but they're, they're bigger. And then A Hard mm-hmm. Place is a much bigger scaled movie than I've done before in horror. Um, nice. You know, it's, it features like, two different like species of monsters so completely different designs and there's several of them and it's 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 a it's a big it's a bit it's especially for the budget level it's really big it's it's the biggest thing i've done so i'm i'm pretty i'm nervous and excited about it no i'm happy about this i'm
0: happy for oh, you. yeah yeah! sounds exciting yeah,
1: yeah and and- Bra- bravo's doing the uh, monster stuff oh actually you know what there's three different types of monsters because there's a movie within a movie like uh, that's oh. a, a zombie thing, we're doing these like new kinds of zombies for it that are pretty cool. Wow, and man, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. You're gonna. I mean, I'm not ending it
0: right this minute. Within well, the next few minutes, but <laughs> definitely gonna have to have you on again. And like once before, if you can, maybe before you go into filming, if you're not too busy. Yeah, sure. Just around to kind of get help, hopefully help get some promotion around the film and be able to talk to you more. Yeah, that guy. kind of stuff, and just you know, give others more insight on this for those that do want to be a filmmaker and creator and all that. Like, here's another awesome person <laughs> you yeah. had on that gave you some great, great gems, and I feel like a very important thing he said is, if you don't want to do all this, all this, maybe you should look at something else. I mean, I say you should look at something else outside of film, with the whole directing <laughs> and all that stuff you have to do as a director. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe yeah. you just want. Maybe you want to be an actor. Maybe you want to be an actress, an extra. I don't know everything on the film set. Yeah. I haven't been on one yet, people. But I do plan to be on one one of these days. <laughs> just, <'cause laughs> it, 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 just from like the conversations I've had with other friends, like Make if you're still here, he was on Except for something last night as an extra. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it'd be cool to be not only to be an extra to be in a film, but just to kind of learn the behind the camera stuff. Just to oh, learn yeah. that, be on set and learn that, hey, you need me to get you a cup of water, coffee? I got you. Now, you're telling me I need to hold a camera like this for what again? <laughs> just because it's a cool thing to know and learn. And, and in case you want to do so like I wouldn't mind doing some sort of maybe maybe a short film or some sort of content. Me and him were talking about it. But yeah. I also like to just, and that's why I'm loving these conversations we've been having over this past couple of months now. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like, how can I, how can I do this? How do you do that? Like, I love, you know what I mean? Like how, how it was made. How, how was this movie made? I would love to be on set. Yeah. You know, the, even if I'm just there, just observing, it would be cool. And then to get to see the actual film, like, oh my gosh, they did that with that. How did they Fair. make this work? I would sit there the whole time, watched everything. <laughs> and now it looks like this.
1: <laughs> yeah i i'm trying to remember i don't think i've put it up yet on the channel because it's still like exclusive content for the indiegogo folks but at some point i'm gonna put up the nine hour uh behind the scenes thing so we had a behind the scenes guy for the entire shoot of uh of craving uh most behind the scenes stuff i've ever had in a movie so like i i took like nine hours of his just like raw behind the scenes footage with no commentary no editing just like Mm -hmm. spliced it all out on a timeline and exported it it was like nine hours long
0: holy crap yeah i'm gonna put that on there
1: oh that's awesome yeah
0: that see that type of stuff is really 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 cool but then to be able to be the lucky person that's just there in person seeing all this go down like oh my gosh yeah I, i miss special features from physical media
1: yeah I know. I know i know well and it's like because everything's now so much of it is promotional so like they do the behind this like the material's still there it's mm-hmm. just like in small increments it's usually not all together somewhere it's like on the youtube channel or on their mm-hmm. instagram or whatever like you can still find behind the scenes stuff but not in the same way it's not like concentrated you know what i miss most about uh because i i you know i i stopped collecting physical a couple of years ago and like i really like i miss director commentaries mhm you know I used, I used to love those like i like i was some of those i was more excited about than the movies you know especially like you know between like 96 and like 2010 i was super into those like i would, almost everything i would buy it unless if it didn't have a commentary i didn't want it
0: uh I like that yeah. it, it's it, it's funny you mentioned that cuz a couple months or no a couple months ago actually yeah that was what month are we in are in September. So yeah, September I guess we could now. say a couple months ago now. That was was that in August? No, July when we had the the one dude on or was that August for the indie interview um of the one of the Friday thirteen fan films? We had a bunch the of first fun. one. Remember anyway, he did a, a commentary for his film.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! Oh yeah, yeah! 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 Um, yeah! Yeah! I did. I I did them for craving. I had uh, a couple of different ones. Um, I did one for the Indiegogo people. For even for the digital downloads, I would just do two versions: one with commentary and one without. You know, and then uh, for the Blu-ray, there's uh, there's one on there. I, I think there might be two on there. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember because I did one, in the special effects guy I did one. But
0: yeah, you know that that makes. I'm i to have to get my hands on that because I gotta. I'd like to see that comment. Hear the commentary with certain cuz it's it's cool to hear like why scenes were done the way they were and yeah. as as you're watching the movie cuz it's easier for you to obviously to do it versus me us having this conversation. It's like, "Oh, well, let me think about it. Back in this time, back in this mindset. Let me think of this exact scene." And it's like, "Hey, the right. is right there." So, yeah, I got to I got to check I want to check that out. I want to check that out. It's gonna make me go watch the uh christopher nolan he fledger <laughs> dark knight commentary again yeah
1: yeah that's okay. a good one have, have you ever uh heard uh guillermo de toro's uh actually any of his commentaries are great but his uh mimic con commentary is incredible yeah. he does it a director's cut of Memento, memento momentum M- yeah, mimic sorry yeah, mimic mimic, mimic memento. And uh it's uh it's so cool. It's like when you hear somebody like him talk, you're just like like they are working on such a different like creative level than like most you know, human people. Like it's just like it's um I hear him talk and I'm just like it's fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I guess we can get into kind of wrapping this up. I do want to thank you for coming on. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you coming on. Had a great time with you. Definitely going to have you on again if, if you want to come on, of course. Yeah, sure. Great. And um, I guess just let the people know where they can find you. Let them know where they what you have coming up. And I will say, people, again, his YouTube, I did post it in the comments. And all his links are in the description as well. And Craving, the Tubi link, is also in the comments. And they're both pinned to the top. Make sure you go check both of those out. Check out the Craving movie. And... Yeah, buy a Blu-ray if you still. Can. I'm gonna try <laughs> yeah, bl- to. Yeah,
1: Blu-ray, Blu-rays are coming out. I think October third, I think. And then uh, you can pretty much find me everywhere at uh, the J-, J. Horton, the J. Horton, there Instagram, go. TikTok, whatever. There you go. Oh, you're on. T- oh yeah, find you on TikTok. What? Okay, yeah.
0: I gotta ask. What before we wrap this up, do you do anything as far as your films for the TikTok? Do you have any?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so TikTok is like, it's, you know, I'm an older dude. Uh, It's my weakest social media platform, but um, I am trying to embrace it more. Um, Right now, most everything I put up there is like, you know, short snippets or Mm -hmm. things from my movies or my YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, I very rarely do something like made specifically for it. But which is probably why I'm not doing so hot on it. Um, I should probably do that more.
0: <laughs> but, yeah,
1: it's, it's it's just not my thing. Like, I, like I'm like i older. I'm I'm a little more comfortable with Facebook. So, like, th- that's where I do most of my content, you know.
0: Understandable. But well, mm-hmm. I mean, a quick on, hey, I'm on set of the movie, blah, 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 guys, would this Yeah, out, no, gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. Pass it to your well, cast. Hey, I'm with the star you know. of the film, blah, blah, blah.
1: unfortunately unfortunately, as a filmmaker that's so little of our year you know like like you know between so you know I don't like I used to shoot like you know a movie a month back in the day Uh but you know now if I'm doing narrative stuff I do one a year tops Mm -hmm. so you know I'm on I'm on set for you know two three weeks out of a year and like that's it everything else is like me setting in my office you know with my monitors you know so it's like
0: I don't, but honestly <laughs> even stuff like that like with with the editing process and with all that people do re- people are really really interested in that aspect as well yeah either short form content or long form content i know it could be a pain like oh damn i gotta turn the camera on hit record just as am, just because i'm doing this <laughs> but uh yeah man i i like your work i like your work craving was a fun film I'm definitely going to have to watch it again, and now I definitely got to see with the with the uh, commentary on there.
1: Oh, cool. And
0: people, go check him out. He has some dope stuff out there. He has some dope stuff out there. And again, thank you for coming on. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Everyone in the comments, thank you guys for in here. Make sure you go check out his stuff and follow him. I know you guys are already following burst Damn Gamer. You guys should be following Surf Sturdy because you're here. Have a great night. I'll see you in your nightmares, people. Peace. Peace.